Jesus and the apostles all preached the gospel of the kingdom of God. 2,000 years later, any true man or woman of God will preach the exact same message, regardless of all the chaos going on around us. The kingdom of God is our goal, and we will discuss it on this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. I also want to say thank you to everybody who wished me a happy birthday today. Wow, I didn't realize I had that many friends. Uh, It was actually more than 10 people. (laughs) So thank you so much. You've made it a wonderful day. God bless each and every one of you. Now, with all of the chaos going on in the world... I kind of wanted to refocus us back in on the goal. The goal is being in the kingdom of God with Jesus. That's the goal. And so I wanted to talk about that today because a lot of people, they're not even sure what the kingdom of God is. In Luke chapter 4, verse 43, Jesus states, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, For therefore am I sent. Jesus Christ had a message while He was here on the earth. And that was the gospel of the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 16 verse 16. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time the kingdom of God is preached. And every man presseth into it. There's something about this kingdom of God... But I've asked many people, what's the kingdom of God? And they, go, they just sit there. Hmm, I don't know for sure if I can really define it. And I've gotten many different, different definitions over the years. Luke chapter 21, verse 29 through 32. And he spake to them a parable. Behold the fig tree and all the trees. When they now shoot forth, ye see and know of your own selves that summer is nigh at hand. So likewise, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God, whatever that is, right, that it is nigh at hand. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. There's this recurring theme all the way through, the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9-10. through 10. I know a lot of people have said, have uh, told me, well, every, everybody's going to enter into heaven. Somehow, some way, God is a, a loving God and everybody's going to make it into the kingdom of God. That's not true. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 10. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Do ye not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners 
will inherit the kingdom of God. Not everyone is going to inherit this kingdom of God. You know, everyone, it was pretty important to Jesus and the apostles, right? This kingdom of God. But most people today, most people, even many that call themselves Christians, they don't really understand what the kingdom of God is. What, what is the kingdom of God? And what do we have to do to be included in the kingdom of God? Zechariah 14 is devoted to the battle of Armageddon. When Jesus will come to the earth to fight against the invading armies of the world governmental system under the Antichrist. And it is at this time that Jesus will establish His kingdom on the earth. Zechariah 14.9 says, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day there shall be one Lord and His name one. Daniel 2.44 explains the... um, explains about, explains further, gives further clues and different things about the kingdom of God. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Now, John wrote about that same event in Revelation eleven fifteen, at the seventh trumpet. John said um, that he was um, talking about the kingdom of God, and he says, And the seventh angel sounded. There were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever. The kingdom of God will be when Jesus returns to the earth and establishes His kingdom Human governments are done away with, and God's kingdom will rule supreme for 1,000 years. But you can actually become a partaker of the kingdom of God now. So, well, what is this all about? Well, we need to answer the question, what is the gospel of the kingdom of God? Anyone who has ever been sent by God to preach, has been sent to preach the gospel of the kingdom. It's how you become a part of the kingdom of God. We know what the kingdom of God is, but how do we preach the gospel of the kingdom? Matthew chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 talks about John the Baptist, and it says, In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, synonymous terms. But they're both referring to the same thing. What is the kingdom of heaven? Well, Luke refers, again, I want to make sure you get this because a lot of people have got this all, uh, you know, they they just misinterpreted things. Well, Luke was referring to the kingdom of God, but Matthew refers to the kingdom of heaven. But they're not two different things. The two are synonymous. John the Baptist preached the gospel of the kingdom. In Matthew 4.23, Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom as well. It says, And Jesus went about all of Galilee, 
teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. What did they preach when they preached the gospel of the kingdom? Well, you need to know what the gospel is and you need to know what the kingdom is. If you can't define the kingdom or or understand that, it's hard to preach the gospel of the kingdom, right? So, Jesus and the apostles taught the gospel and they also, many of them, prophesied about the coming kingdom of God. And so it's very important that we understand because that's the goal of every single person listening to me right now. Our goal is to be part of that kingdom. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Well, welcome back, everybody. And I will be in, looking forward to being with everybody down in the New Orleans area. Marrero, Louisiana is just outside New Orleans and... We've been there every year for many, many years, except for, I think, the year 2021. I don't think we went down there because of the COVID situation and everything. But, uh, no, 2020, 2020, I don't think we were there. So, uh, looking forward to being back down there this weekend. Me and my wife will be traveling down there tomorrow. The church is the First Pentecostal Church, West Bank, 3200 Ames Boulevard, Marrero, Louisiana. Saturday evening from 6 to 8, I'll be teaching the Socialistic Kingdom of the Antichrist. You need to know what's going on with all these socialistic things they're trying to push in the United States, which is really, the goal is communism here in the United States. But they're starting off with the the economic uh, system, taking that over. 
pushing socialism. You need to understand what's going on here in America. We'll be talking about that Saturday night. Sunday morning from 9.30 to 11.30, we'll be doing Breaking Prophetic Fulfillments, the five biggest prophecies you should be looking for right now, how they're all coming to pass. And then if we have time, we normally do, we'll do a Q&A session between me and the audience, and it's always a great time. So if you're anywhere um, down in southern Louisiana, uh, meet us over in Marrero. All the information is at our website, endtime.com. Go to the Events and Conferences tab and check it out. I think you'd really, really enjoy it. Also, the tour that we're fixing to go on to Israel, we have two spots open now. We had three spots because of some unforeseen circumstances. Three people had to back out. I know it's short notice. We had one person sign up yesterday to fill one of those spots. We've got two left. Again, you'd have to have a passport and have all that stuff ready to go. But we're getting ready to ticket, so if you'd like to join us, we leave here September 17th, 16th or 17th, and we'll be gone to the 28th. Uh, if you are able to do that, we'd love to have you. We've got two spots. If not, sign up for the one in the spring. Okay, um, if you'd like to sign up, call 1-800-363-8463, ask for my wife Jana or her assistant Brittany, and you can get signed up today. Now, okay, back to our subject, kingdom of God. The most important thing in your life, prepare yourself for the kingdom of God. This is the message. Jesus had many things he could have taught when he was here on the earth, right? But his message was the kingdom of God. Let me show you how to be part of the kingdom of God. That's what he taught. Many of his parables were the kingdom of heaven is like this. The kingdom of heaven is like this. And then he told his disciples, he sent them. When Jesus sent the disciples to preach, he explicitly told them to preach the gospel of the kingdom. So it's pretty important, right? The gospel of the kingdom. Luke chapter 9, verse 2. The Bible says, and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So, again, like I said in the beginning, any true man of God or woman of God that is sent to preach by God or to teach a Bible study or anything, they're supposed to prepare a child or a a young adult or an elderly person, middle-aged, whatever. Any true man or woman of God is supposed to be preparing people for the second coming of Jesus Christ. The gospel was so important. The Bible says if anybody come preaching any other gospel... Even if it's an angel, then what we preached unto you, let them be accursed. This gospel and this gospel of kingdom of God is of utmost importance scripturally, but most people can't even define what the, what the kingdom of God is, let alone the gospel of the kingdom of God. So that's why we need to talk about it. When we preach the gospel of the kingdom... We're telling people about the soon-coming kingdom that Jesus is going to establish on the earth. And then we explain what people must do to be included in the kingdom of God. Remember when Nicodemus came to Jesus. In John 3, chap, uh, let's see here, John 3, let's go 1 through 5. Jesus was talking about the kingdom of God to Nicodemus. 
And in John 3, it says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. Now, you understand the, the Pharisees and the Pharisaical um, attitude that they had. They're better than everybody else. They're the keepers of the word. And they're, you know, uh, it's just they thought that they were just above everybody. But this Pharisee named Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. And the Bible says he was a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles. And uh, Jesus was getting very popular. He had been healing the sick and raising the dead and all kinds of miracles. So he's getting very popular. And Nicodemus said, no man can do the miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. So Jesus, or um, Nicodemus knew that Jesus had something that he himself did not have. There was something about Jesus, and Nicodemus had to know what it was. So Jesus answered and said unto him, Nicodemus, verily, verily, I say unto you, Jesus, remember, he said, I got to teach the kingdom of God, therefore am I sent. This is my message here on the earth. So he went right to the heart of the matter. He didn't get on... Nicodemus for being a Pharisee and acting certain ways in his attitude. He went right to the heart of the matter and he said, Nicodemus, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man is born again, he cannot even see the kingdom of God. Remember, the kingdom of God is Jesus' message. Nicodemus said back to him, well, how can a man be born when he's old? Can, does he have to enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, ugh. What am I dealing with here? No, he didn't. I'm kidding. Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The entire reason Jesus Christ came to this earth, folks, was to die to purchase a plan of salvation so that you and I could be with him in the kingdom that he establishes here on the earth. So, what was, what was his message? The gospel of the kingdom of God. So that's why he told Nicodemus, except a man's born again, you can't enter into that kingdom. You can't even see it. <clears throat> and Jesus, his answer was straightforward. And this is the first time that we are introduced in Scripture to the term born again. Jesus was talking about a spiritual birth, not a, a natural birth. He told Nicodemus, you must be born again. What, what does it mean to be born again? It's a very important question. And, you know, throughout all of my years of ministry, I have heard so many different definitions of the term born again. However, the Bible, the Bible only teaches one plan of salvation. There's not a plan of salvation in Acts and then another plan of salvation in Romans, and then another plan of salvation in Corinthians, and then, then another one in the book of Jude, and then finally another one in the book of Revelation? No, 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 no. They all taught one plan of salvation, and that was the born-again plan of salvation that Jesus was telling Nicodemus about. Once he died, was buried, and rose again, he purchased our plan of salvation called being born again. Yes, we do know that there are apocalyptic events prophesied for the end time. They're all around us. But think about this. There are instances where one's life could be taken. We talk about, and this is one of the things 
every time I go to a conference or on the radio or, uh, you know, many times or uh, phone calls, different emails, global correspondence, people want to know, why do you guys teach a post-tribulation rapture when everybody else believes a pre-tribulation rapture? And listen to me, at, at the end of the day, whether you believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, a mid-tribulation rapture, a post-tribulation rapture, a pre-to-the-pre, a post-to-the-post, whatever, make sure that you are born again and ready to meet Jesus. That's the most important thing. We do have an opinion on what the Bible says about the timing of the rapture, but listen, at the, when it's all said and done, I've got to make sure I'm born again and ready to meet Him whenever the rapture happens. Because, folks, the Lord could take me home tonight. You understand? The Lord could call any one of us home that are listening. Now, I know that we've all become like a big family. End Time Ministries started with Irvin Baxter. It's, it's come right down through his family, myself, Doug Norvell, Vince. Uh, and, you know, a lot of you... Um, know most of our family. My mother-in-law, Judy, uh, my wife, Jana, you've dealt with her over the years going to tour. I mean, we've all come like, become like this big family, right? And, and that's the way we want it. We love everybody. We love people. But occasionally, we'll get a phone call here that from one of our partner's children or a, 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 a one of their um, husbands or wives or somebody that said, hey, so-and-so passed away, and we're all like, oh my, we've been friends for 25 years. How can that happen? Well, folks, listen. Unless you go by way of the rapture, every one of us is going to go by way of the grave. And there is a possibility that somebody could go tonight, tomorrow, next week. So let's push the pre-post-trib conversation to the side for just a moment, and let's say, number one in your life, you have to be ready to go at all times. Okay? Our number one message here at End Time Ministries is not whether we believe in a post-trib rapture or a pre-trib. No, 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 no. No way. Our number one message is, are you ready to go? My message is the same message of Jesus Christ and the apostles. So, why, why wait then? God could call us, nobody here, nobody listening to me is promised tomorrow morning. God did not promise everybody that, yes, August 5th, 2022, everybody listening to End Time Ministries will make it. Nobody's promised that. So why, why wait then? The Bible says, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now, I'm going to talk more about the kingdom of God as far as the born-again plan of salvation goes. The Bible only teaches one plan of salvation. And what we do here at End Time Ministries is I want you to know all the verses. I want you to explain in great detail. So we wrote a brochure and we give it away free. We've given away hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, probably millions of these brochures for a conclusive explanation of the biblical born-again plan of salvation. Call one 800 363 8463, and just ask for the free brochure. We'll send it to you. Or you can visit endtime.com and read the brochure. Just type in the search bar, what do you mean born again? And it will come up and you can read it. 
Because it's more than me just explaining one verse or a couple of verses. We want you to know the entire scope of what happened when Jesus came, died, was buried, rose again. How do you obey the gospel, the the death, burial, and resurrection? Do you have to physically die, be buried, and raise again? No. You obey that spiritually. How do you do that? So there's a lot of scriptures involved. There's a lot of explanation. And we want you to know exactly what you need to do. I've had people over the years say, why don't you just go through it on the air? I want, I want you to know the entire explanation for the whole thing. It's not just, hey, do this and we're all born again and we're, we're going to go home today and feeling good. It's more, more to it than that. It is a born again uh, plan, plus you need to do some things beyond that. Because I want to prepare you for the second coming of Jesus Christ. So that's why we give away these brochures. We send them hundreds of thousands of them into prisons and just all over the world. And it's on our website for free. What do you mean born again? So don't wait. There's no excuse. There'll be no excuse on the great white throne of judgment. No excuses. Don't wait. Be born again today. When you're born again today, you can get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That the great white throne, the Bible says, everyone whose name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life will be cast into a, the lake of fire. So we don't, certainly don't want that for anyone. So that's why I'm saying, let's push the pre-trib, post-trib thing to the side. Let's push all of the world government, world religion, mark of the beast. Let's push those conversations aside. And I want to prepare you for the kingdom of God that's coming. If you're involved in that, you don't have to worry about any of the rest of that stuff. So the most, most important thing anyone can ever do is make sure that you're born again. Don't ever uh, have anything to do with the mark of the beast, the Pledge of Allegiance to the world government system or to a man. Make sure your allegiance is to, with Jesus Christ and Him only. When we are born again, we become a part of the kingdom of God. Now, the end of the age of human government and the beginning of the kingdom of God occurs at the time of the Battle of Armageddon. The most detailed account of the Battle of Armageddon is found in Revelation 16. Really, we'll start with 12 and we'll go down through 16. And Revelation um, 16, verses 12 through 14, and it says this. So let me hold, because I know we're coming up to a break here. So I don't want to uh, cut this in half, but... I do want to finish up my thought that, number one, the number one thing thing we teach here at End Time Ministries, the born-again plan of salvation, being born again, preparing you for the second coming of Jesus Christ. If we have prepared you for the second coming and the soon-coming kingdom of God, folks, our relationship was a smashing success. This radio and television program and the magazine, it was all worth it, wasn't it? God bless. Whether it's a global pandemic threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
when you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99. You can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. So as we are discussing, analyzing the kingdom of God on the earth, it happens at the time of the battle of Armageddon. The the Bible says, and the sixth angel, we're starting in uh, probably verse 12 here, Revelation 16, 12. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the, the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, Satan, out of the mouth of the beast, the Antichrist, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the great battle of that great day of God Almighty. Now, this passage explains that two things will happen. First, the Euphrates River is going to dry, be, uh, will dry up with the, when the six vials poured out. And this is going to facilitate the invasion of Israel by the kings of the east. And the Euphrates River drying up will be the fulfillment of a very significant prophecy because it is the principal water source of the Middle East. You think about the Euphrates River running down through Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. And back on... January 13th, get my dates right here, January 13th, 1990. The Indianapolis Star carried the headline, Turkey will cut off the flow of the Euphrates River for one month. Well, when my father-in-law saw that, he was just shocked out of his mind because he thought, well, uh, okay, what's going on here? Because the Bible prophesies this is going to happen. And the Euphrates is giant. It's not like they're going to shut off it's not like you're going to dam up a creek or something. I mean, you're talking about, imagine damming up the Mississippi River plus. So Turkey had, in this article, it explains that Turkey had built that huge Ataturk Dam. Look up the Ataturk Dam to see how big that thing is on the Internet. And they needed to fill up that reservoir once they got the, the dam built. Well, when that dam was completed, they stopped the flow of the Euphrates for 30 days in order to fill up that reservoir. 
And that means the 2,000-year-old prophecy concerning the drying up of the Euphrates River could not have been fulfilled before the year 1990, right? But now, Turkey has the ability to stop the Euphrates River's flow. When the time comes for this prophecy to be fulfilled, the Euphrates River flow will be stopped to dry the riverbed and allow the kings of the east to invade. Togarma in Ezekiel chapter 38 is Turkey, the modern-day nation of Turkey. The Bible says that will be one of the nations that are, that are in the armies that make up this world-governing army that comes down against Israel to battle. The world-governing armies will say to Turkey, hey, raise the dam. We need the, the, the flow of the Euphrates stopped so we can come down through Syria and engage Israel at the plain of Megiddo. This is what's going to happen. The Bible's very clear about this. So the second thing that this passage explains is there will be three spirits like frogs that will come out of the mouth of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. These spirits are the spirits of devils drawing the kings of the earth to come down against Israel for the battle of Armageddon. Revelation 16, 15 continues and it says, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth, keepeth his garments, lest they walk naked and they see his shame. God is coming. Make sure that you are ready. Don't be careless. Don't go to sleep at this critical time. God is coming before very long. I know that, like I said before, I know there's chaos in the world. I know there's wars and rumors of wars that there is a world government being established, a world religion. I mean, I can give you intricate detail about all of these things. But number one is my message as a man of God, as a licensed minister, my message is, be ye also ready. For in such an hour as you think not, your Lord doth come. The Lord could come for any one of us tonight. Or... We may make it to the rapture and then enter into the kingdom of God. But number one, I've got to be ready to go at all times. You say, wow, Dave, there's a gravity to this program. Absolutely there's a gravity to this program. If I'm just teaching fluffy, um, you know, tiptoe through the tulips, walk on eggshells messages and don't get anybody to heaven, we were absolute failures in this life. My mission that I've been given by God, I have failed my mission if I'm not preparing people for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Sometimes if you love somebody, you have to say, you're going down a wrong path. You need to, you know, set a new course in your life or you're not going to make it. It's not because we don't love people. It's because, hey, there's a cliff that you're fixing to go off someday And you need to alter your course because I love you and I don't want you to see you go over that cliff. You say, well, who determines the cliff? The Bible does. And so I want to make sure that if you need to be born again, let's get that taken care of. If you don't have a church around you that will help you do that, get yourself to Dallas and we will somehow help you with that. Because, or just email us and let me walk you through it first. Go read the What Do You Mean Born Again tract. And make sure, because I've been able, of all the years I've been doing this, there's only been a handful of times I couldn't find somebody, 
a true Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church within a good 7,500 miles of their house. Most of the times, it's within a good 20-mile radius. You say, well, why? Is that really that important? Listen to me. God is coming back before very long to establish His kingdom here on the earth. If you don't believe in that, then we need to have a whole other conversation. But everybody that believes in that, you've got to prepare. You can't wait till the trumpet sounds and then say, Oh, let me see. Well, I probably ought to think about getting ready. Nope. It's too late at that point. So there's a rapture coming. Whether you believe in a pre- or a post-trib rapture, the rapture is going to happen. And the kingdom of God, the gospel of the kingdom of God is simply, the God of heaven is coming back before very long to establish His kingdom here on the earth. Let me, a man of God or a woman of God, show you how to be a part of that kingdom. That's what Jesus did. That's what all the apostles did. And that's what a true man or woman of God in 2022 and over the next few years that we have left, that's what they will be doing. We can can go back and forth on uh, whether you believe the Antichrist is coming out of the Middle East or Europe and all these different things, and I love doing that. And I believe the Bible has the answers to those things. But if you don't understand one prophecy, as long as you're born again, And when that trumpet sounds, your feet leave the ground. You are a smashing success in this life. And so if we boil it down to its essence, this is what it's all about. The kingdom of God. He sets this up at the battle of Armageddon. So let's continue on. Revelation 16, 16 says, And he carried them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. These these, uh, armies from the east. They will engage Israel in the plain of Megiddo. Now, this is the only passage in the Bible where the word Armageddon is used. The word Armageddon, it comes from actually two words, Har Megiddo or Hill of Megiddo. The city of Megiddo is on a hill overlooking the plain of Megiddo in the northern, in northern Israel, and it's also known as the Valley of Jezreel. The Valley of Jezreel. Uh, it's one of my highlights, actually, when we go to Israel, standing here in, in awe of this valley where I know the Battle of Armageddon is going to be engaged. And the plain of Megiddo, that's this seven miles wide, 15 miles long. It's as flat as this desktop, and it's where the Battle of Armageddon is going to begin. The Bible is going to finish about 160 miles south when you go from the plain of Megiddo down to over to the Jordan Valley, down, and then back up into that road that leads up into Jerusalem, it's about 160 miles. And so it's going to culminate at the gates of Jerusalem, right there in the Kidron Valley between the Mount of Olives and the Temple Mount. I'll be standing there in about a month and a half. Another account of Armageddon is given in back in Zechariah. Zechariah 14.2 says, For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, In Revelation, it says, the spirit of the devils gather the nations to battle. But in Zechariah, it says God will do it. So you say, I've got it right there. There's the contradiction in the Bible that I've been looking for. No, that's not a contradiction. (laughs) Because God will use Satan to fulfill his purpose. I don't want God to use Satan to fulfill his purpose against me. All this, I think sometimes that people think that this is a bunch of myths and and wives' tales and it just, you know, no, no stuff. 
everybody, this is very, 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 very real. And the more you believe that and understand it and get in the Word of God and have God lead and guide your spirit, the more you say, you know what, I probably ought to start preparing for the soon coming of Jesus Christ. You say, well, that's a few years off yet. Again, nobody is promised tomorrow morning. I need to be ready now, today. The Bible says this is the day of salvation. Okay, I know I'm getting a little amped up here, but the thing is, at the core of our message, all the hundreds of hours of DVDs, the hundreds and hundreds of magazines, all the television programs, the 20-plus the, the, the years we've been on the radio, all these different things, our core message is teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God around the world because the end time is now. And so, yeah, I get a little amped up when I talk about it. I'm passionate about this. Because when I see somebody be born again, there's nothing better to me. Nothing. You know, I need to get back into prophecy here. So, the nations of the earth will be convinced to fight against Israel. This is when God's going to establish His kingdom here on the earth. Zechariah 14.2 continues and says, Hey, the city of Jerusalem shall be taken, the houses rifled, the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. So the Jews are going to, they're going to really teeter on the brink of defeat. Now think about that. The battle's going to begin in northern Israel. Israel's going to fall back down the Jordan Valley before the superior firepower of the international community, likely um, the armies of NATO or some kind of a NATO-like force. We don't know how this force, um, this kind of a force will be structured, but we do know it will be a mighty force that will fight against Israel and drive her back. And Israel's very powerful. But against the world governing armies, they're just gonna they're gonna drive her backwards. And this force is going to push Israel to the gates of Jerusalem. When Israel, the Israeli army, faces their last stand, they're gonna call upon the Lord for help. And guess what happens when you call upon the Lord? He shows up, doesn't he? Zechariah chapter 14, verses 3 through 4 says, Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the, middle, mid, in the midst thereof toward the east and towards the west, and there shall be a very great valley. And half of the mountain will go towards the north and the south. And... Folks, guess what? The Lord's back. He's going to take care of business. He's going to do away with human government. And what is he doing? He's going to establish his kingdom here on the earth. And the saints, the born-again individuals, will rule and reign with him as kings and priests for that 1,000-year period. And then we will go off into eternity to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. I want to be ready. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. I tell you, I want to be on the right side of the Lord at this point. I want to have been raptured. When the Lord comes back and plants His feet upon the Mount of Olives, the saints, the church, the armies of heaven are with Him. The Bible says that a great earthquake will, will kill 7,000 people in Jerusalem. The Jews expect their Messiah to come to the Mount of Olives. They know these prophecies in Zechariah. In the middle of all this fighting, the soldiers of those armies, they're going to see Jesus descend from the heavens onto the Mount of Olives with His armies behind Him. And the Jewish people are going to fall down and worship Him. And one of them is going to look at Jesus' hands and he's, they're, they're gonna, the Bible says this would be what? Zechariah 13, 6. And the Bible says, And one's going to say unto him, What are those wounds in your hands? Jesus is going to answer, those, These are those with which I got in the house of my friends. And suddenly the Jewish people will overcome 2,000 years of spiritual blindness. Remember the Bible says Israel is blinded in part at this point. There are some Jews that are saved today. Some Jews have been saved through our Jerusalem Prophecy College. But 2,000 years of this um, spiritual blindness is going to be removed when they realize Jesus was in fact and always has been the Messiah. Zechariah 12.10 says, And I will pour out upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. The Bible says the Jews will weep because of their rejection of the true Messiah. And this will be the beginning of the millennium, the kingdom of God, the 1,000 years of peace. Daniel 7, 9 says, I beheld until the thrones were cast down, human governments, and the ancient of days did sit. The thrones of human governments are going to be put aside. All governments will be suspended and Jesus will be crowned King of kings and Lord of lords. Daniel uh, 7, 27 says, And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey Him. The kingdom of God, everybody. It was Jesus' message. It was the message of the apostles. It has been talked about for thousands of years. I'm back in Daniel now, you understand. 2,500 years ago. And Daniel talks about a kingdom that will come. The kingdom will be given to the saints, the born-again people who have been raptured to meet the Lord in the air. The saints will rule and reign as kings and priests 
with Jesus Christ on the earth. Revelation 5, 9-10 says, The redeemed will rejoice and say, And has redeemed us by God. Or, I'm sorry, and, uh, let's see, it says, And redeemed us to God by the blood out of every uh, kindred, tongue, and people, and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. The Bible says the meek will inherit the earth. So, if you've been born again, you and I are in training to reign. And it's what being a Christian is all about. We're taught to love those who hate us and to do good to those who despitefully use us. Remember, this is how the, this is the, these are the principles that will rule the world during the 1,000 years of peace. No wonder uh, it will be a time of peace on earth and goodwill towards men. This is what Jesus come to establish. And when His kingdom comes, that's how it's going to be ran. The Bible says He'll rule them with a rod of iron. He, will, he, he is going to tolerate no dissent. Um, Zechariah 14.9 says, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day there shall be one Lord and His name one. God will not be called by many different names. He's not going to be called Brahma or Allah or Jehovah. There's going to be one Lord, His name one, the Lord Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. Now, I, many of you are probably wondering, well, hold on a minute, Dave, what happens to Israel? Romans eleven twenty five and 26 says, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part hath happened to Israel, until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, There shall come out of Zion the Deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. So all of Israel who survives the great tribulation, the wrath of God, and at the battle of Armageddon, will then be saved. The sad news is that two-thirds of them are going to be destroyed. Now, I don't like that part, but I, I didn't write this. The latter part of Zechariah 13 tells us this, folks. But, but the one-third who survives will be saved to live into the millennium under the rulership of Jesus Christ and His church. Matthew 19, verses 27 and 28 says, uh, Then answered Peter and said unto them, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of His glory, ye, shall, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. You know, it's really going to be a, a wonderful sight to see the apostles sitting on the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel during the millennium. You and I will get to see that. and It's, it's going to be amazing. I've been reading these prophecies for years and studying this stuff. But guess what? There's coming a day when I'm getting, going to get a watch and see all these miraculous things happen. Um, back in Isaiah chapter 2, the book of Isaiah talks a lot about t- the times during the 1,000-year millennial reign. In Isaiah 2, 
Let's start with what? Uh, verses, let's go through two and, verses 2 and 3. It says, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. And many people shall go and say, And come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of, of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and he, we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. The Bible says, all the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord. Now, I, though we can't say that there will be a literal house of the Lord or a literal temple, we do know the Bible teaches that our bodies are the temples of the Holy Ghost and that God no longer dwells in temples made with hands. We also know the church is called the New Jerusalem. That's in Revelation 21. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 4 says, And he shall judge among the nations, and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. <coughs> Excuse me. They will take all their implements of war and use them for other productive purposes. And they will no longer learn war. There's going to be no military. They're not going to need one because it's going to be perfect peace on earth, right? Uh, in Isaiah 11.6, I'm having a hard time bringing these to my remembrance here. So Isaiah 11.6, um, it talks about the, the wolf shall also dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. Now think about that today. A wolf and a lamb. It would be supper time in 2022, right? But during that time, it's not going to be like that. It's going to go back to the Garden of Eden type situation. The Bible says, And the calf and the young lion and the, um, and the fatling together, and a little child will lead them. Even animals will no longer kill each other. Isaiah 11 verse 7 says, And the cow and the bear shall feed together. Their young ones will lie down together. And the lion will eat straw with the ox. Lions aren't going to eat deer and rabbit and all this other stuff. Uh, uh, warthogs. No one will be running for his or her life in fear. And Verse 8 of the same chapter. What were we at? Uh, maybe 11. And the Bible says, And the suckling child shall, shall play on the hole of the asp, a very poisonous snake, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice's cockatrice's den. So instead of being filled with fear concerning these things, there's going to be safety, security, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Isaiah 11, 9 through 10 says, They shall not hurt nor destroy in any of my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And in that day, there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. The earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord. That is, that is the Lord's nature. We will love our enemies, do good to those that despitefully use us. Again, these are the principles that are we, we, 
the church will rule the world within the coming kingdom of God. The earth will be at rest. The Bible says God's rest is glorious. And a lot of people say, well, who's going to populate the earth during the kingdom of God? That's really what I'm focused on today. Now, because I want you and me to be a, a part of the, um, the saints that will rule on earth as kings and priests with the Lord. Because you, we cannot define specifically who, who gets to live into the millennial reign. Daniel 7.11 says, I beheld even until the beast, these nations, was slain. Or I'm sorry, the beast. I'm talking about the Antichrist here. It was slain, his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As concerning the rest of the beast, the nations, they had their dominion taken away, but their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Now, a lot of people ask, well, you know, who specifically gets to live into the, to the millennial reign? I do not know that, the answer to that for sure. Possibly because of there was a, an age of accountability in the Old Testament when the children of Israel came out of the wilderness going into the promised land, only those 19 years old and down were allowed to go in. Maybe there's an age of accountability going into the millennial reign, the kingdom of God. I've had people, now this blows my mind, but I've had people actually say to me, Dave, you know, if there's going to be a plan of salvation during the millennial reign, I'll wait till then. And I've talked to my father-in-law and I'm like, how do I answer that? And he was like, Dave, if they won't get ready now, their mind, with their mindset, they won't get ready on the other side. And I'm like, that is so true. So, my, I said all that today. I spent an hour talking to you today about the kingdom of God because it's so real. And it's coming at us very quickly now. That's why we talk about the prophecy so much. It's all happening, happening very rapidly. And we want you to be prepared for the second coming. Go to endtime.com. Read the brochure, What Do You Mean Born Again? Call 1-800-363-8463. Ask for a free brochure, What Do You Mean Born Again? We'll send you one. So you can know exactly what it takes to be born again, to be saved, and that way we'll all be ready to go when that trumpet sounds and the Lord establishes His kingdom on the earth. God bless. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.